This is Unplugged, 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 Unplugged. Welcome to this episode of Unplugged. When it comes to this segment of our podcast of Unplugged, we, it is raw, it is no, it is, you know, straight from the heart as the spirit of the Lord uh, puts it on, on our hearts to, 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 to communicate. So one of the challenges um, about doing Unplugged is <laughs> I have to let God speak. I, I, I try to, as much as possible, move out of the way. And when God really puts something whether it's good or a message or something that is pleasing, something that is maybe not as exciting, I I have to yield. I, I, I have to let God speak. And lately, I think the message, what I'm about to talk to, what, what I'm about to jump into, what I'm about to share about is... I guess something that has been brewing for some time. It, it, it's it's a subject that is very sensitive, and I, as I've shared in other past episodes of Unplugged, that one of the things I like to do is uh, I, I like to put aside my own prayer requests, prayer points, and 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 seek the mind of God and 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 tap into the current frequency. Now, this, I believe God can have different frequencies, meaning that uh, from my point of view or from my life experience, I might, God might be on channel, I don't know, 107. That might be the 107, you know, FM, FM 107 that might be the frequency where he's at in my life. Now, in another person's life, he might be on another frequency. You know, another person might say, God, where are you at in my life? What are you trying to communicate through me? And for that other person, God might be on FM 98. So, when I was really trying to, and I, and I always try to have these unplugged episodes really come naturally. Honestly, I, when I don't force them in essence, like I, I think the last unplugged that I, I was looking at the, the last episode that was sub, uh, the, 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 that we published. And I think that was back in January. So that's about, two months ago, pretty much. Yeah. So this, this episode, I mean, this mini series, I, I asked the Lord and, and the action just got stronger and stronger. And so I was like, wow, I guess I'm going to have to talk about this. If you want to talk about this, I am ready to let you speak. So without further ado, Welcome to, once again, to this episode of Unplugged. As I said, we'll be talking about a sensitive subject. Not a lot of people, especially Christians, like to talk about this. It's not a fun subject, but it's a reality of our lives, and we cannot ignore it. So today is just kind of like I'm trying to break the ice, you know, and so I might be kind of like, a bit all over the place, but hopefully as more episodes on this subject, because I think we'll, we might be camped here for some time. Um, I don't know how long. We'll let the Spirit of the Lord determine that. So bear with me. Again, as I said, this is straight off. Um, I only had like about two days of <laughs> pretty much just two days of saying, wow, this the action got strong. And then... Um, Basically, in two days, is like, okay, I guess you want to talk about that. So 
didn't really spend too much time trying to draft the flow and all of that. So we'll get straight to it. I'm sure you're wondering, man, just <laughs> what is this subject you're talking about? Okay, the subject that we're going to talk about is suffering. We are going to talk about suffering. There's some things that I believe God has put on my heart to share with you. And I don't know who this is for, but I know there's some there's been some at least personal experiences for me on this subject. So I might share on those. I will share on those and feel free. I hope this blesses you, but we're going to talk about suffering. Suffering as a Christian, especially especially suffering as a Christian, according to God's will. Yes, there is a suffering as a Christian, according to God's will. So we are going to call this series. I, 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 I am calling this series why am i suffering why am i suffering and now so there is a suffering that is according to god's will and there is a suffering that is not according to god's will so we need to establish that so many a times we Again, let me let me perhaps slow down and 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 deal deal go through some intro here. So I'm calling this series "Why Am I Suffering?" and the kind of suffering we're talking about, the suffering according to God's will. So maybe you are out there and going through some things, and they have been going on and on and on and on, and on and it just seems like there is no end in sight then i believe if if some if you're going through something and and you do feel like that i believe there's some things that the lord wants me to pass on to you so um strap up your seatbelt and let's find out I've, I've hopefully i've captured as much as what the lord wanted the angle that the lord wanted me to to use now, there is in a scripture that I'll use since we're talking about suffering in First Peter chapter 4, verses 12. It says, wow, this is, I mean, this, this is like straight, straight like anyways in first peter chapter 4 we see a scripture here that says beloved think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you but rejoice inasmuch as you're partakers of christ's sufferings that when his glory shall be revealed you may also with exceeding joy. Now, it, wow. Okay, here. Let's just keep going. The the the, the subtitle of of what I see here in 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 my in in, in my scripture, the, the the subtitle of the this passages of scripture I'm about to read says share Christ's sufferings. So let's read that again, beloved. Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are you, for the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. And on their part, he is evil spoken of, but on your part, he is glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer, or as a thief, or as an evildoer, or as a busybody in other men's matters. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. 
For the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall be the end of them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Wherefore, let him that suffer according his his verse. Wherefore, let him that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. Then it keeps on going. So this is just the icebreaker. First of all, as I said, the title of this series, we're just going to, uh, is called, Why Am I Suffering? Now, it also says here, uh, that that's the angle, because that's the question that you're probably asking yourself. As I said, if you're going through something and you've, and it's been going on and on and on and on and on and on, and it just seems like there's no end in sight, you have probably started, gotten to a point where you're asking yourself, Lord, why am I suffering? So context has been given to us here that, wherefore, let him that suffer according to the will of God. So there is a suffering that is according to the will of God, and there is a suffering that's not according to the will of God. We shall dive into that. Now, I want to just, again, because I think the, the, the introduction, the quick intro that I managed to place on top of the thoughts or the download that I received from the Lord will probably, I, I want to make sure that I capture that. But I just wanted you to know that there is a place in scripture where it says, wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing now that's a very interesting statement so there that we have established that there is a suffering according to the will of god okay now i must confess that earlier on in my christian walk in my walk with the lord jesus christ i thought i was to be exempted from suffering. I thought that I was to be exempted from suffering. I thought, I told myself that I am going to stock up on the doctrine of faith. I am going to build up my faith. I'm going to build up this tower of mountain moving faith as much as I can. And that because of my faith, I will be equipped to get out of any undesired situation, any suffering situation. That any suffering situation I encounter, I will unleash this force field of faith on it and vanquish it. That is what I believed. That is what I told myself. Then one time the Lord challenged me and told me, Calvin, you need to embrace the suffering part of the gospel. And it was hard to accept that. It was hard to accept that on this walk with Christ, that it was not going to be sunshines and rainbows. That it was, that there was a portion, there was a part of my walk with Christ where I had to suffer, where I had to embrace suffering. At that point when I received, when I received that from the Lord, I had always never really fully received the revelation of Paul's writings. I had never received the full 
I don't think you can ever say you 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 received the full revelation, but I never really every time I would read the um the epistles, I honestly thought that this guy just I I, I did not fully embrace Paul's teachings because Paul talks a lot about suffering and we shall dive into that and at some point I was like man dude I, I was like I was like it's almost like also when I would read the gospels and I would only look for, forward to these parts of scripture where Jesus is feeding the 5,000 Jesus is feeding the 4,000 Jesus is raising people from the dead Jesus is casting out devils and demons but the scripture is about pick up your cross and follow me. You know, no man that puts his hand on the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom. You know, um, lose your life. He who will lose his life for my sake will gain it. But he who tries to save his life will lose it. You know, all of those scriptures that require you to give up yourself. I just never embraced them. I just would read them, but push them to the side and just say, that's not for me. But then reality struck. First of all, the challenge was that um, you would think that Again, just just I want I want to kind of wrap up that that statement that that what I was just talking about how I was challenged by the Lord saying you need to embrace the suffering side of the gospel. The coin of the gospel is not on one side only raising the dead and 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 miracles, healings and advancing you and but there's the other side of the coin of the gospel that is suffering and we don't like to look at that side of the coin we don't embrace it and so once i was challenged with that from the lord it was not until pretty much recently I would say maybe a month, not more than like a month or a month and a half ago, that for the first time, I started to really appreciate Paul's writings. I'm talking about the Apostle Paul, who wrote two-thirds of the New Covenant, or what you would call the New Testament. For the first time, I appreciated him. For the first time, the Holy Ghost took me back in time and led me to experience the emotions behind Paul's writings. I'd never felt it. Now, Paul is one of my favorite characters. Before, you know, you will know as a young Christian or as someone who has embraced the suffering side of, 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 of the gospel, you will only want to hang out in the parts of, of victory on triumph, but you don't want to, you, you don't really hang out in, in the scriptures of trial and pressing and crashing. You know, you will enjoy the story of David and Goliath and him walking up and slingshot and walking in. And, but you will not really embrace the years upon years when David is in the cave of Adullam. You know, we talk about Abraham, talk about his faith and, 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 but man, we, we don't so much spend enough time talking about, he waited 20, 20, I know 22 years or 25 years for the birth of his first son. 
the through the the birth of Isaac, who was his the son that the God had promised him through his wife uh, Sarah, not through he not through his his servant Hagar. So I was challenged to be honest, and and my whole perception changed has changed. And I'll be sharing some things uh, about some of the transformations that I've experienced in this journey. And I think once my maturity and acceptance, and I started to embrace this side, happened once I fully graduated to the point, then the Lord was really ready to speak, was really, the Lord was then ready to, to equip me with some utterances the Lord was ready to use this vessel to speak on this subject. You know, now again, this, this is a very challenging subject because there, as I said, there is a suffering that's according to God's will and there's a suffering that's not according to God's will. And we shall dive into that. Through scripture, we'll know, okay, what should you resist? What should you yield and submit to? This isn't a series to give you a license to put up with everything the devil is throwing at you. No. We have to resist, in fact. We have to resist everything that's against what Jesus paid the price for on the cross. And again, we shall dive into that as well. However, there is a suffering that isn't I'll say initiated by God, but God can and does allow it to mature us. God does allow it to mature us. Paul's teachings, as I just mentioned a little while ago, have tremendously, actually, once I received the revelation, said to receive the revelation of Paul's teachings, and especially when the Holy Spirit gave me Paul's emotions, and his heart posture on why he talks about a lot of suffering and turmoil and, and stress and being pressed down and persecution and all this. Paul's teachings have tremendously strengthened the fabric of my spirit towards suffering, embracing it and going through it. You see, Paul wasn't trying to run away from suffering. In fact, in one part, I believe in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul talks about that he would rather glory in his infirmities. Yeah, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8 to 10. Paul talks about that he would rather glory in his infirmities. And we'll talk about that. So there is a question that I posed earlier that where can you draw strength did I say that? Um, no, I missed it. So this is one of the questions that I, uh, I meant to ask earlier on was that, where can you draw strength from as a believer in Christ when it's expected that because you believe in the God who created the heaven and the earth, who has the key of David can open doors and no man can shut and shut doors and no man can open has con has conquered the power of death and the grave has all the power that you believe in this God to whom nothing with whom nothing is impossible. Where can you draw strength from when it's expected that when you go through things when he allows you to go through things, where can you draw strength from in this partnership? When your default expectation should be just because this is the God that I'm believing in and he can do anything, all things are possible with him, that suffering isn't meant to be part of your journey. Because with, without this understanding, it creates a fracture in our relationship. You can never fully 
have a good relationship with God if you don't iron this part out of your faith, of your walk with him. That is the suffering side of how can a loving God see me go through this and be okay with it. It's a huge um, pillar for our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. A lot of people don't deal with that aspect of, our, of, the, of their Christian walk. And so they can never walk. God to them becomes um, unreachable. Not being able to consolidate this truth and reality of suffering prevents a lot of people from building the kind of relationship that they should have with God. And, and, I, and I'll explain, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll present this case as, as we go along. So I was saying that Paul wasn't trying to run away from suffering. As I said, he even said, therefore, brother, glory in my families, that the power of God will rest upon me. So we shall answer this question shortly. And as we progress along is, where can you draw strength from as a believer in Christ when you are suffering? I have learned through experience that strength to endure suffering or to go through a trial is released when you first embrace it. And I'll, I'll expound on what I mean. Now, once again, I need to put a disclaimer that so all the suffering that we're essentially going to be talking about is the one that we saw in 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 19, that says, Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing, as unto a faithful creator. That's 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 19. So, this is what we're talking about. Now, what do I mean by embracing suffering? So when you accept in your heart, this is what I mean. When you accept in your heart that, yes, I am going through it. And you come to the point where you say, I am going through it. And say, and say it is beating me down. So it wants to finish me. That's that's when you that's when you you know in in one of the gospels, they're coming to G, to John, uh, John the Baptist, and they're the talking about how like you know Jesus and his disciples are also baptizing people and this this and that, and John said. For him to increase, I must decrease. So when you first embrace suffering, you basically what happens in your spirit, man, is that it's kind of like you let go of your strength, right? And you empty out. You kind of, you, 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 that realization that I am in a, position of weakness right and the farther down you really accept and embrace that fact is how much of Christ's power can raise that can, can be put on top of you it's 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 I'm I'm, I'm going I'm going to show you how how, how it, it's 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 a, it's, a, it's a gradual revelation that I'm receiving. So uh, stick with me. Stick with me. There's there's some good things we're going to talk about. I want to go. I want to go slowly. So I'm going to take my time because I, I believe the Lord wants this to to go out to as many people as possible. So as I'm, I'm talking, but at the same time, I'm listening and saying, Holy Spirit, is that what you really want me to say? So. Um, Let's take our time here. This is a very delicate subject, and I want to make sure that we get it right.
because it's pivotal to our relationship with Christ. Okay. So I'm trying to think of the best example to use here of when you, when you, there's that point in you, when you go, I am, I am at a low position and it's an attitude. It's an acceptance. It's an embrace of saying, I am low right now. The lower you accept that you are, the more that Christ's power is supplied to you. Right? So, but since suffering at the end of the day is targeted to molding the inner man, suffering is, we shall get into some of this, but suffering essentially what I'm learning is that suffering happens and the Lord allows it is so that we can see how inefficient or how weak our flesh is or how weak our own strength is or how really weak we are in our own strength. And it's meant to to get us to move from a point of drawing on our own strength to switching over to another tank, which is the tank of the spirit. So instead of drawing from the tank of your own, it's like drawing from the tank of your own knowledge, you're now drawing on a higher knowledge. Instead of drawing from the tank of your own strength, you're now drawing on the tank of God's strength. Because in, in suffering, something happens where if in your heart of hearts, you don't accept that I need 20 gallons of strength, you are not able to pull 20 gallons or, yeah, of strength from the Spirit of God. I'm really trying to find a better way to explain it. So if your spirit man, if there's a little pride in you and you don't accept that I'm going through something hard and that I need help and that I need God's strength. Like, I, like you are not able to activate that strength to pull in from God because that strength is actually only released through what we call humility. It's only through humility that this power of God is released and I'll, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll show you something here in Hebrews. Thank you. Holy spirit in Hebrews chapter five, which will be some of the scriptures we will really keep on referring back to. It says Hebrews chapter five, verses five says, so also Christ glorified not himself to be made a high priest. But he that said unto him, Thou art my son, today I have begotten thee. As it says also in another place, Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Here, this is the verse 7 where I want to listen to this. Verse 7 says, Who in the days of his flesh, when he offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death was heard in that he feared. Now, then he goes on to say, though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. And now, after that suffering, he says, and now being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all men that obey him. It says that this is Christ in his flesh. I'm, try I'm trying to present, I want you to get that point of why do you need to embrace suffering? It takes humility to get to a point where like, this is bigger than me. I can't ignore it, 
this is bigger than me. I am weak in this. I have no way out except by the power of God. And as much acceptance that you 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 position your spirit in, in as much posture of acceptance that you position your spirit as much withdrawal of the power of god will you be able to so christ says that when jesus was dealing in in these moments of suffering says who in the days of his flesh when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears and to him that was able to save him from death. It's very funny. It says that he was heard in that he feared. That word feared is reverence. Let's, let's try to read some other translations of the same scripture. It says he was heard that, that Christ received help for, for these sufferings in that he feared. It's, it's, it's a reverence. It, it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's talking about a reverence. The fear of the Lord is, is, is the beginning of, of, of wisdom. Now, that was Hebrews chapter 5, verse 7. Um, it says, in that he feared. Now, another translation says he was heard because of his reverence towards God, his godly fear, his piety, in that he shrunk from the horrors of separation from the bright presence of the Father. Another one says that we're talking about the word feared. It says, and God had his prayers because of his deep reverence for God. It's, 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 uh, I, I can feel this because I've been through it and I'm trying to find the words to explain this phrase of that reverence of, oh my goodness, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm going through it, but let, I, 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 let, let's keep going. Okay. So. When you accept in your heart that, yes, I am going through it, when you no longer ignore the suffering, when you don't push it to the side, when you embrace all of it, and when you embrace the period when, it, when you finally accept that, listen, this is something that is potentially there's a chance that this will not go away today. It will not go away even tomorrow. It may not even go away next week. It may not even go away next month. It may not even go away next year. It may, I, I'm telling you, this is a very sensitive subject. I'm talking from experience, personal experience. I will share some testimonies, but I wanted to share this and, and capture most of this because the utterances come through how I feel on the inside. So I'll try to be honest and transparent about it. We don't really talk about this. Again, I there was a point in my life when m the kind of preachers that, that ministered to me were people who talk about just only exploits about the gospel doing the big things, you know, claim it and claim it and receive it. Now, I, I, I believe in claim it and receive it, by the way. I'm not going to speak against claim it and receive it, but I'm telling you, my, my, my spirit man was only eating that type of doctrine, claim it and receive it, breakthrough today, breakthrough tomorrow, breakthrough this week. My spirit man had never embraced it. Listen, son, you may be going through this for the foreseeable future. It, it was something that I was just not ready to accept. And the days kept adding. 
and the days kept being added. And I'm like, this is not my cup. This is not something for me to deal with. And I started distancing myself from the suffering. And I said, no, this is, this is somebody else's. God's got the wrong person. Because you're thinking in two days, it'll go three days, five, one month. As you, as you, as you, as you, you start to look back and say, wait, it's been one month. Oh, it's been two months. It's been three months. It's been four months. It's been six months. It's been eight months. It's been one year. It's been two years. It's been three years. And the realization doesn't hit you. You're like, what is going on? That, that's the embracing that I'm talking about. Now, again, we will have plenty of time. And I trust that the Holy Spirit will give me utterance and teach us because there's some new things I'm also learning on the fly about suffering according to God's will. That's the one I'm talking about. When it's a suffering according to God's will, you, the best place for strength comes with embracing the suffering according to God's will. Strength, there's something I can't explain. There's a switch that is flicked on when it finally hits you that God is well aware of what I'm going through and he's letting it happen. It changes your faith. It, it changes how you stand. It changes how you walk. It changes everything. A suffering according to God's will. When you accept in your heart that, yes, I am going through it, it's beating me down and you say, Lord, this is big. This, this hurts. This is painful. I don't like this, but looks like I'm not fighting against the devil on this one. Looks like you have let me go through this. You are letting me go through this. Once it hits you like, oh my goodness. You know, when you discern that God's that God is allowing you to go through this season, you to go through this, whatever it is you're going through, and you become at peace with it. You become at peace with the fact and reality that God knows I'm suffering. And yes, I know that he's allowing me to go through this. That's where the strength to actually overcome comes. That's the first deposit. That's the foundation. That's going to be your only foundation for strength. Because sometimes, sometimes God is a God who will lift you up out of the situation. Other times he is a God who will not do that, but he will take you through it. And I, I'm going to use some scriptures to back this up. Sometimes God is a God that the manifestation, how he will reveal himself to you in that situation, he will reveal himself as a God who will lift you up out of that situation and remove the cup from you. Other times, he is a God who will not do that but he will take you through it. And we have scriptures to back this up. Here we go. In 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 8, which is the same scripture that is quoted in Psalms 113, this is what he reads. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 8 reads this. It says, The Lord raises up the poor out of the dust. 
that and, and lifts up the beggar from the dunghill, from the dunghill, to set them among princes, and to make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, and he has set the world upon them. This, this is a vertical kind of deliverance. A vertical deliverance is, is one where God lifts you up out of the situation. He takes the cup from you. You no longer have to bear it. You no longer have to carry this cross. However, so this is in 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 8. It says, the Lord raises up the poor out of the dust and lifts up the beggar from the dunghill to set them among princes and to make them inherit the throne of glory. Now, this is the same scripture that we also see in Psalms chapter, Psalms 113. It says, praise ye the Lord, praise all ye servants of the Lord, praise the name of the Lord. It says, blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth forevermore, from the rising of the sun unto the unto the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. It Then it says, the Lord is high above all nations and his glory above the heavens. Who is like unto the Lord our God who dwells on high? Who humbles himself to behold the things that are in heaven and in the earth? He raises up the poor out of the dust and lifts up the needy out of the dunghill. Now, that is a vertical deliverance, right? It says, he raises up the poor out of the dust and lifts up the needy out of the dunghill that he may set him with princes, even the princes of his people. He makes the barren woman to keep house and to be a joyful mother of children. Praise ye the Lord. That is a vertical deliverance. However, that's the God who will lift you up out of the situation, meaning you don't have to bear it anymore. Not that in both situations you're bearing it, like you have to yield it and let him bear it. But I'm saying in essence that he he kind of plucks you out of it, right? He picks you up and lifts you up out of it, okay? These, sometimes that's the God that we receive or that we encounter in a suffering time, a suffering season, dealing with a situation. However, other times, as I say, is a God who will not do that, but he will take you through it. And this is now in Isaiah chapter 43, verses 1 to 3. Listen to this. Now, this is the God who's taking you through. He's not plucking you up out of it. He's not taking you out of the situation. He's just going to take you through the situation, the suffering. So this one here tells me that this, when he's taking you through this situation, this is a situation that was according to God's will or that became God's will. Now that's a complicated subject for another day. But anyways, Isaiah 43 verse 1 to 3 says, But now says the Lord who created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not. For I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. Thou art mine. Verse 2. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. You see? You are passing through the waters. I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon you. For I am the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia and Seba for thee. You see the difference? Once again, one of the favorite Psalms that everybody, even those who don't believe in God and non-Christians, have heard this, majority of people have had this Psalm before. Psalm 23. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You see, though I walk through, I will fear no evil for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. So sometimes he will be a rod of direction and comfort as 
you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He won't remove the valley of the shadow of death. However, he will provide comfort. And there's good news that as you've come out of this valley of the shadow of death, it says he has prepared a table before you in the presence of your enemies. He has anointed your head with oil and your cup now runs over. Now, this is, we see once again that here God, we see the God here who will walk with you through the valley of the shadow of death. He'll give you comfort. So it's very important to know the difference between I am in a season where God will lift me up versus I am in a season where God is taking me through it, where God is allowing me to suffer. I know we don't even want to use the phrase. That's not something a few years ago, if you told me I'll make that statement, that I'll make it, but I've matured. And these scriptures that back it up. So we can't ignore the subjects of suffering. We can't just show up and only be preaching or talking about the God of breakthrough. No, we have to talk about the God who will allow you to suffer. But we're seeing with context and knowledge, we know why we can understand and say, okay, why is this thing happening? And, and we'll dive into all of that. But I just wanted to take some time to lay this kind of foundation and understanding that it's very important for us to know the difference between I am in a season or I'm going through something where God will lift me up versus I'm going through a season where God is going to take me through and he's going to let me go through the fire and he's going to let me go through the waters and he's going to let me go through the valley of the shadow of death. And because and, and it changes your faith, it changes your trust in God. Because the kind of prayers you pray change, first of all, and the expectation of your spirit can become a weapon. Right? I mean, there's um that's our foundation. Let me just wrap up with this I, because this is this is an icebreaker and I, I just want us to take some time to kind of like um, internalize this and, and digest what I just said. I've presented the case that sometimes we encounter the God who will lift us up. But sometimes the God that shows up is the one who will allow you to go through the fire allow you to go through the waters man allow you to go through the valley of the shadow of death but he'll provide comfort it's very important because the kind of prayers it's very important to know the type of suffering and the will of god behind it because the kind of prayers you pray change and the expectation of your spirit also changes you see, when you're in a situation or a season where God's will is to lift you up out of the situation, you pray for mercy. Take this cup of me type of prayer. You pray for mercy. However, when you're in a situation where God's will is to take you through the valley of the shadow of death or take you through the fire, Yes, take you through the waters. Yes, God leading you to the fire. This, you've heard about this before in the Gospels. It said, what, after Jesus had been baptized, the scripture says, and the spirit of the Lord led him into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. So yes, God can lead you into a wilderness. Uh, I know it's hard. This is not fun stuff to talk about. I know that it's not. I was like you before until I was challenged 
I'll just read that so that you know that I'm not making this stuff up. Jesus, it says, Luke chapter 4 says, And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Being 40 days tempted of the devil, and in those days he did eat nothing, and when they were ended, he afterward hungered. Yeah. It can happen. However, when you're in this situation where you set, you discern that, okay, this is a suffering according to God's will and God is allowing me to go through this. Instead of praying for mercy, for so to say, they can, you'll be praying for grace. The, the difference is because even when you pray for mercy, it's, you, you've already received the understanding that he's not going to take the cup from you. So what do you do? You start praying for grace. You pray for grace. It's a strength to start drinking your cup. We see this with Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, and we will close from this. And pick up from here in the next episode. We see this same scenario play out with Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus was crying and praying for the Father to take him out or to lift him out of the situation he was about to go through, being crucified, dying, and having to go to hell. Jesus did not want to go through it. And in Matthew chapter 26, verses 39, Jesus prayed. Says, and he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou will. And in Luke chapter 20, 22, verses 41 to 43, it says, Just as Jesus prayed in Gethsemane, uh, it says, He prayed, Oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass for me. Let this cup pass for me. Not as I will, but as you will. It says he was withdrawn from them, his disciples, about a stone's cast. And he kneeled down and prayed, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. If thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. That phrase will help you to understand the God who will lift you up and the God who will let you go through the situation. Jesus wanted the Father to remove the cup, but he said, nevertheless, he embraced he prepared himself for the suffering. He embraced it. He said, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Now, the beauty is that once he got to the moment where he embraced and said, okay, there's a cup of suffering for me to drink and I can't get out of it. The scripture says, and there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. That's what happens when you embrace the cup of suffering when you discern that this one god wants me to go through it he's well aware it doesn't change that he's not god it does not change that he's god it does not change that he's a loving father however he wants me to drink it he's letting me drink it he has led me into this wilderness knowing very well I am going to be tempted. It says there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. I'm going to stop there. This was Unplugged. I hope that this episode blessed your heart. Your host for today was Calvin Cabanda. Thanks for listening and see you on the next episode. Sela. Thank you.
Thank you.